Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hello and welcome to Enneagram and Coffee, the podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Jane Case, and I am so happy to have coffee with you today. We are continuing our subtype series today as I dive into the individual subtypes of type two. If you've been a friend of the podcast for a while, then you know I believe subtypes offer us a more distinction in the Enneagram types than any other element of the Enneagram in my opinion. The work of Beatrice Chestnut is my personal favorite subtype work, so as I mentioned in our intro episode for subtypes, I will be heavily referencing her work in this series. But first, I want to ask you if you've joined Patreon yet. I have a Patreon community just for Enneagram enthusiasts and supporters of the podcast. It's a really big asset to the show. It helps me to manage everything that we're doing here and to keep it afloat. You get extra podcasts every week, and we do monthly live group calls. And at the $10 tier, you get daily journaling prompts for those of you who want to take this into your growth journey. Just go to patreon.com slash Enneagram and Coffee and check it out. The membership is as low as $5 a month, and it really does mean a lot to the show. For now, let's dive into the subtypes of type 2. I want to be clear, though, that if you're getting your bearings with what type 2 is, then I'd encourage you to listen to my type 2 breakdown episode. And if you're not familiar with what subtypes are, then go back to the intro to subtypes episode. Otherwise, you'll be missing a bit of crucial groundwork that really does add needed context to this conversation. But as a refresher, there are three subtypes of each Enneagram type, social, self-pres, or one-to-one, or sexual. We have all three subtypes, but Typically, we have one that is dominant, one that is repressed, and one that is secondary. In all of our subtypes of two, we're going to talk about their relationship to seduction. First, I want to talk through the self-preservation type two, but I want to clarify when I say seduction, I don't necessarily mean the clearer, more classical term seduction. I more so mean getting your needs met through coercion and not through directly asking for what you want or need. So first, let's talk through the self-preservation type two. The word for this type is privilege, and it's the countertype. As a reminder, countertypes are where you have kind of a conflict between your motivation, the basic desires of your type, and then how you behave. So there's kind of like a a push-pull and a back and forth between those two things. These are the types that maybe are motivated by that type's dominant motivations. They have the same basic fears, but their behavior can look a little bit more like another type. Our self-pressed too seduces like a child would with adults, asking for their attention and protection. This type too, while helpful, is the least focused on the needs of others. Their attempt to earn love comes mostly from their desire to be seen as lovable, just for who they are. They may reach for love similarly to how a child seeks affection from adults. They may present as cute and as someone who needs to be taken care of. There's almost a childlike desire to be placed as the priority. Their needs become front and center. 
This type too has a push-pull dynamic with others. They want to be close, but they also move away from relationships. This type too wants to be seen as independent and they want to see themselves as independent, yet they continue to find themselves in dependent roles. This type can look like a self-preservation six in that they are fearful and a bit ambivalent about relationships, but the two is primarily fearful of relationships, while the six may spread that energy more broadly. They can also look like a type four. However, they tend to repress their needs and feelings and focus on others more than a typical type four would. They can also be mistyped as a seven with that priority of getting your needs met, wanting your needs to be the focus, and also kind of that desire to be independent. The big difference here, though, is that sevens are less concerned with being liked and loved and more concerned with being happy and satisfied. Can we move on to our social two? The word here for our social two is ambition. The subtype if two is a seducer of groups. So they make great leaders and focus on networking and being an influential person. This two focuses on influencing the larger crowd by being impressive, exceptional, and knowledgeable. This type two seeks to be in positions of power and close to people in positions of power. They can be blind to the reality that everyone may not have the same motivation, but put their attention on helping others to have that motivation anyway. This type two's helping may be first focused on giving so that they can receive in return, particularly in professional environments. This type two is the most strategic as they know how to engage in organizations and environments to make things work in their favor. They may be a great performer, but put, need a lot of walls up outside of their professional space. They're likely more introverted than the other type twos. This type two can resemble a three or an eight in that they are driven and powerful and focused on success like a three or an eight would. However, they are more likely to be emotional, vulnerable, and soft than a typical three or an eight. Then we move into our sexual or our one-to-one two. The word here is seductive. This type two is focused on kind of the classic style of seduction, the desire to be attractive to a particular person. This is more adult two who is generous, warm, and often not afraid of being sexual. This type two knows that they are okay when they have someone's passionate attachment. This type two is charming and focused on earning allegiances from individuals. They get their needs met without asking by ensuring a bond with someone who will meet those needs. This type two operates with the belief that others will want to meet their needs because they are so charming, appealing, and generous. This type two romanticizes the idea of love and what it can offer them. They may see themselves as the ideal lover and have a blindness to their own selfishness. This two seeks a connection where they can exchange their devotion and generosity for whatever it is that they may want. Chestnut refers to this as a blank check. I love you, you give me whatever I decide to cash this in for. This type two puts a significant amount of energy into making relationships happen and may have a hard time letting go if those relationships end. So this is our swift and to the point breakdown of the three subtypes of two. If you want to dive deeper, Beatrice's book, The Complete Enneagram, is an amazing resource to do that. Some of this piques your interest and you really want to dive in. For those with Enneagram questions who are looking for a way to more deeply connect with others on this journey... Don't miss the Patreon community. It may be a really great fit for you. Not only do you get the additional podcast a week, we also have a monthly Zoom call where I answer your Enneagram questions. There's even a tier that features daily journaling prompts if you want to take this information into transformation. Just go to patreon.com slash Enneagram and coffee. And if you have a second, just 
take a few minutes and leave a rating and review in iTunes. Those five-star reviews really do mean a lot to me and the podcast world. So otherwise, thank you guys so much for being here and I will see you in the next episode. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.